0: The old saying keep your friends close and your enemies closer doesn't really apply when your enemies are thousands of zombies ready to rip you apart at any moment you're listening to podcast detected now run
1: Welcome to episode 25 of Podcast Detected. I'm Anna. I'm here with Devin. Hey! It's us again! (laughs) Us again. Um, And we are going to talk to you about parents in the ZR universe, um, headcanons that we have, as well as, like, you know, existing parents like Ed and Sarah And it's going to be super fun. Um, and we're also going to update you on some fandom news as usual. And Lindley is going to do a segment as well. So should we get started? Yeah. All right. Drum roll. Yeah. Okay. (laughs)
2: Let's hit my laptop really violently. (laughs) This last
1: laptop. Okay. Um, uh, what's the first news thing? Do you want to, what do you want to start with? Um, we're going to start with Taylor. Okay, sweet. Do you want to talk about her? I would love to. So basically, the lovely
2: Taylor has this tendency to leave these fics in our Gmail inbox, which we invite literally all of you to do. Please, it literally makes our day. Yes, we love fics. And of course, it's another, like, high knee one. And of course, I love it. And I love Alice doing knee lifts and everything makes me so happy. And it's an apology fic for all the evil she's spread lately. And by evil, I mean us crying. Yes, that is evil.
1: That constitutes more evil. Like, I cry enough
2: playing this yeah, game, right. Taylor. Like, why would you, like, come into our inbox and make us cry more? Normally she, like, has, like, emotional... Well, <laughs> a little more emotional fix. Yep. So this is a more lighthearted one, and it made us so happy. Yeah,
1: so you should check it out. We're gonna post it. And it's gonna be awesome. Also, thank you for wishing me a happy birthday! Yeah, it was Devin's birthday, so everybody wish her a happy birthday. She's 21, <laughs> so we could technically get into that bar now. Okay, <laughs> so basically what's gonna happen is we're just gonna go... Right now.
2: We're just going to go back to New York and bitterly sit in that bar.
1: (laughs) We're making jokes because we're uncomfortable about this. Can you tell? (laughs) Speaking of which, we also thought that we would include in this that, um, Abel Township Survivors messaged us on our Tumblr. Such a sweetheart. And they they gave us a very nice message, which I'm going to read to you right now. It says, I feel really bad that you weren't able to get into the bar. Jasmine, a.k.a. Cinder Scoria, sorry for pronunciation, was 18, and she got into the back of the bar. That bouncer was just mean to you guys. Frowny face. Do you want to meet up and go for a run sometime? Smiley face. Okay, first of all, I would love to meet up and go for a run sometime. (laughs) Second of all, what the hell? Yeah, like, I'm so angry. (laughs)
2: I'm so angry. I am shocked and offended. For those who don't know, instead of going to the meetup, we went to the Disney store, and we bought ourselves stuffed animals to remind ourselves that we're n- we, we weren't legal adults in the eyes of the law. Now I yeah. am.
1: Well, yeah. And I'm still not. Um, but I'm 18, so... Um, and I was at the time. So <laughs> I feel like... We should have been allowed into this bar. and I'm that so upset. Was and I knew he was just mean. I could see it in his eyes. I could tell. Um, I knew that he was just a generally rude person. Um, I'm glad that that was actually his fault and I wasn't just bitter at this guy for doing his job. Um. <laughs> now we feel
2: vindicated in our bitterness. So thank you so much yeah. for allowing so us this thank feeling. Thank you for
1: telling us that. Um, yeah. Um, I think we've talked about that enough. <laughs> yeah,
2: we're moving on. <laughs> we're moving on. <laughs> we're gonna bounce back. So we also got a great ask from um, Prosthetic Lips. I was gonna say Prosby Clips, and I realized I was really wrong. So they said to us, Hey, have any of you had any weird coincidences while running with ZR? Here's one that happened to me today. Season 2 Radio Mode was a bit, um, has a bit where they ask you to think of your first... When they went into a song, I when they went into the song, I just added a new album by a local band. So it was their first time that they would have been played by ZR Radio. Spooky! Yes, 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 yes. I'm pretty sure yes. yes. I have a lot of these moments, but one I remember really clearly is during that part of the firsts, because I am like trash when it comes to my running music, so like we're in a safe space, no one's gonna judge me. Yeah. What's that song where it's like uh my first kiss went a little like oh, this? My
1: three- three with Yes, because yeah, like yeah. I'm
2: in middle school again. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> so that came on. And I almost, I almost like tripped and fell on my face. I'm like, what? Yeah. Do they
1: know? <laughs> they understand.
2: It, it blew my mind. Yeah. It just, uh, uh. Did, has that happened to you before? You
1: know, I, like, literally everybody else has these experiences except for me. I'm really offended at the game. I never have anything cool happen with a radio mode. I'm always like, oh yeah, that's a good song, because I picked it. Except sometimes, like, because I picked all of the songs, so sometimes I'll pick a song, and then they'll have, like, a segment that'll be like, oh you think that song? That song's the worst. And I'm like, what's wrong with my music taste, Jack? But... God! Um, but yeah, I mean, I never get those, and I'm really sad about it.
2: But- oh, 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 I just started season three, and I ju- what just happened was, um, for those of you who have run season three radio mode, you know what I'm saying when I refer to, in the very, very very early on, Eugene kind of has, like, a soulful moment while talking about his tattoos, mm-hmm. and, like, Suddenly, because I have, like, a different, like, playlist for season for, like, radio modes. I'm trying to, like, chill when I'm doing radio mode most of the time. Right. So, like, a really soulful Ingrid Michaelson song came on, and I know started bawling. I'm like, I can't do it.
1: I would also like to say that spooky is my best friend's favorite word, so he'd be really happy that you said that. <laughs> I felt like I should just throw that in there for them. And, yeah, is there anything else I wanted to cover? Oh, in
2: other news, you know, updates from, you know, the ZR blog and the ZR crew, there are none.
1: Yeah. No, where is season four? Okay, it's mid-April. It's, April. it's mid-April. This is when it comes out. This it came out this time last year. I was ready. I am ready. I'm so ready. I haven't been running. I need this. Where is
2: it? <laughs> and here I am, just like new face, starting season three, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and pretty much crying every run so far. So like, I'm doing great.
1: No, yeah, I was just because you know it went it, it went off. I guess is that I feel like. I always talk about this in terms of, like, a show, and it's not a show. It ended, season three ended, at, like, in, like, October, which is the same time season two ended, so I was like, oh, okay, mid-April, time for season four. No. Lies. (laughs) Mistruths. Like, where is it, you guys? We have so much you've given like so much information about it, and I'm just like, ah,
2: okay I kinda want them to take their time, so I have time <laughs> so to, have catch up. to catch up. Okay. I'm just <laughs> gonna throw everyone under the bus yep. and I'm very greedy. So like
1: for Devin and Thanks guys. Slow season three running. <laughs> it was me.
2: It was me. I bribed them. I'm like, yo, s- some undercover, like, cash and like, the paper envelope with, like, the Sharpie written on it, taped under their desk, like, yeah. delayed
1: as much as you can. That's, yeah, this is what happened. <laughs> she went to them and she said that they owed her for her not getting into the bar for the meetup. Are we gonna be bitter about that for the next yeah. three episodes? The
2: answer is <laughs> yes. yes. We should have, we have our own meetup. We should, own should own have, meet-up. have our own meetup. We should have our own
1: meetup. We should have our own meetup! And you're, like, under 21 is... Especially, you
2: should come <laughs> hang out with us. <laughs> if you guys be interested in having, like, an, uh, a, a, well, at least one- If it was beat by us, we would have to be in America somewhere. If you guys are interested in that, let us know. I should mark? Yes, we can- I'd possibly, be willing to do that. Yes,
1: we can arrange that. It can be at an all-age-friendly venue. It'll be Also, nice. it's summer. It's easier. We can do it outside. Yeah, we could all go for a run.
2: Yeah. That'd be so romantic! Because- oh my god! Okay. okay, as of now, this is happening. Okay, yeah. There might- we, if, if you guys are interested and you're not in America slash on the East Coast, send us an ask also, because I'm sure we could, like, seduce some of the, our European-flavored podcast members, and if you're not in yeah. Europe or America, I'm super sorry! That's where we are! Yeah.
1: So, um, if you are here, then come. We will be yeah. here. We will feel better. We will get our- Actually, venues. wait.
2: All the people in England have the con coming up, so, like, don't even talk to yeah. us. Yeah. Over the summer. We'll definitely get you more info on that in the next few upcoming episodes. If the
1: con is in early July, I will try to go because I will be in England. (laughs) Okay, you're rude. Rude. (laughs) Stay tuned to see if I try to go to another (laughs) meetup.
2: It's gonna fail. You're gonna get, like, struck by lightning or something. Just watch. It's just not
1: gonna happen. But I will try, nonetheless. Um...
2: Okay, kids. So, topic for the day?
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. The topic for the day is parents. Wait, I can call you a kid now. I'm old. Uh, well, you're lame. I'm an adult. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, adult. we're
2: done. We're over it. We're <laughs> over it. Child, youth. Please <laughs> lead us in this new topic. Well, child, of my boy. Lickers.
1: Here I go. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I mean, the obvious person to talk about first would be Ed because we meet him because of his child. We can also talk about Chris. I forgot about Chris. And um, Jamie. And she's kind of an honorary parent at this point. Jamie's kind of a dad. So we can start with Ed. Have you done the 5K? No. Because in the 5K you meet Ed's wife.
2: Oh my god, I heard. Yeah.
1: Okay. So Ed, because okay, this is like way back in the day. you meet Molly, and she's, like, a child by herself. And I feel like Runner 5 doesn't really like children. And I say that, one, because I don't really like children. (laughs) And two, because, um, I feel like they always send Runner 5 after children. And, like, it always ends badly. Like, do you remember, what was the mission with the the lions yeah and yeah yeah the one where where you first meet Jamie and the one where you meet Ed there's just she's just he or she is just always going to get kids and it's just not <laughs> they're gonna freaking die for it yeah and it's just it's not it's not good but okay but I mean what what to say about Ed and his parenting?
2: Um, I think he's adorable, and like all the stuff we hear about him, especially in, like those like little clips of like the season one radio mode of like you know all the stuff he's done for Molly. Yeah, and it's like it's really cool to kind of like see this like post apocalyptic parenting and like where it's going and how people are coping with it because like yeah. we also hear people from like the nursery being like, "Oh, we need more Harry Potter. The kids are getting antsy." You oh no, yeah, what happens before book? book?
1: Thing, yeah. I might like Kids in the Apocalypse. Where I could read them Harry Potter. I kind of
2: feel like they're doing the whole, like, it takes a village method. Uh Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, I do too. And I think, um, I don't want to spoil anything for, um, season three, but they like- Don't be rude. Yeah. (laughs) So, never mind that. Sketch that. Um, but, um, I think that, I mean, and it's also kind of sad in a way, though, because you know that, like- Um, there's, there's, I think it's in season two radio mode where, like, they take letters from the kids. Yeah. Yeah, where they take letters from the kids and then, like, people, there are certain kids who will, like, ask about, you know, their parents and, like, where they are and why they're trying to eat them. Um, and so that's, that's really hard to know that, like, these kids kind of have to, like, grow up in this type of world and like also even when you first meet molly and ed like you know that they're, like, oh, she probably just, like, left her child behind so that she wouldn't, bit, get, like, bite her. You know that, like, this is, like, a common thing. Like, it's happened before. The fact that you just have to, like, pray that nobody will, like, hurt your child or, like, nothing will hurt your child. Like, while wow, you're just, like, turning into this, like, monster. So that's terrible.
2: And it's kind of, like, this cool, like, window into, like, humanity during the apocalypse, you know? Because I feel yeah. like that's, like, the one thing post-apocalyptic media often does is the whole, like, you know, we're too gritty for
1: a- Yeah, yeah.
2: And, like, from such an early time period, we have Ed and Molly and, like, that whole storyline. Like, one of our, like, first mission arcs in, like, the season one. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it was very much, like, sets the tone for the rest of the podcast. Like, no, like, we're dealing with, like, humans. You know, like, these are, like, human issues and, like, people are parents and we have feelings. And we're gonna run away and try to save our kid, you know, by sacrificing ourselves and all that shit.
1: Yeah.
2: And it's like, you know, we're not gritty. We're like people; we have feelings, and yeah. it's really cool how they deal with it. I think.
1: Yeah. Have you listened to Zoe's backstory? Is it? We'll I don't season well. remember which radio mode it's in. It's either two or
2: three. Um, I va- oh, I've. I know a vague part of it. I think so.
1: Is it? It's like, Just like she. It. Okay. Just talk about it. Just so talk about it. I'll Zo- figure it out. Because it's it's like where Zoe's taking care of her sister's kids. So that was also I don't know that was also kind of sad, but also kind of nice because you know that like woman Zoe for those of you who are not have not listened to this radio mode segment um zoe takes her sister's kids to like different bases and they're like going around and trying to like hide from zombies and you know whatnot and um when zoe gets to this base they're like we're not taking any more people and then one person is like no take the kids so i don't know that's also kind of a nice way, uh, kind of like a way to see like you know how people are being treated in this environment and how like you know, what the values still are and, like, which ones are, like, which ones are, like, kind of gone and which ones aren't, you know? Yeah, I think it just puts it
2: into, like, this great perspective and, mm-hmm. like, it's I love it. I think the way they deal with it is fabulous. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a I feel like there's a lot of, like, father representation, which are, like, is super stellar and I love it because, like, parents, especially, like, single father parents are often, like, deeply underrepresented and all that stuff. This is true. But that's- okay, so our topic idea kind of all started from, um, the Americans being like, oh- in a month we should do like a Mother's Day segment and all the English people being like, what do you mean Mother's Day is like this week? And we're like, excuse us? Yeah, yeah. And we kind of figured out that Mother's Day is different. Isn't it like religious in Europe? Is that what they said? I do not remember. We had a conversation. should have Googled this. Yep, We should have. We did not. In America, it's a Hallmark holiday. If you're not in America, it's basically one of those things where you just like buy your mom flowers and take it out to brunch and Mm -hmm. like maybe go to a museum or something.
1: Yeah.
2: And it's kind of like, so like thinking of like, mothers and stuff like that. That was my attempting to do a transition.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so, well, Sarah was, you know... That was the saddest. That was the saddest. Was
2: Sarah's, like, um, raw emotion about that? Yeah. Especially when she talks about it at the very end of season two. Yeah. I almost burst out into tears. I have, like, that, like, really, like, deep mom feeling sometimes where I'm just like, oh my god.
1: Yeah. I think with the Sarah... I don't know. I feel like in a way she's kind of, like, dealing with it well and in a way she's, like, really, like, not. Because I think it's good that she, like, sees, doesn't see the situation as, like, you know, something she could have avoided. Like, if your kids are zombies, I think that it would be better to, like, put them down than to like keep that, have them continue living like that because nobody knows what it's like to be a zombie and they could still be alive and like conscious somewhere in that. And I feel like that's yeah. not a good way to live. So, oh, that's gross. Okay. So I think that it's, it's good that she like kind of you know saw that it was something that she needed to do and then at the same time she's like oh but i'm like empty inside and i don't and i feel like she's kind of numbed herself and that's the reason for that and it's very sad and i love sarah so much
2: also i have a lot of emotions about like in my head small head canon time right now yes the fact that like i feel like janine is everyone's honorary mom at this oh, point oh definitely And, like, I have a lot of feelings about her and her, like, protective instincts when it comes to, like, the rest of Abel. I feel like,
1: like, even in the way that she, like, talks
2: And, like, some people see it shippy, and, like, that's, I'm all aboard the ship train any time, any day. But I also think it's, like, really valuable to, like, see, like, the different, like, parental attachments. Especially with someone like Sam, who has such a rocky relationship with his own
1: parents. Yeah. Which is also... Like, a, a terrible topic, because he also had to, you know... Kill his own parents when they were zombies. I, see, I don't want to say kill his parents, because it, like, wasn't his parents anymore. Yeah, they were but zombies, like, yeah. but, like... Kill zombies. Zombi- zombified
2: parents. And in that way, we do kind of get, like, that typical, like, zombie gruesomeness. Like, oh, I had to rip them out with my own teeth to yeah, survive. Yeah. It's just... Sam is just so human about, like, the way he's like, well, I had to do it. It yeah. just, like, ugh, oh, it breaks me.
1: He is probably still, and this is more of a personal headcanon, but I feel like he's probably, like, still worried about them being, like, proud deep down. And oh, stuff. I do too. And, you know, I mean, like, they obviously they would be, like, he's out, like, saving lives and stuff. But like, still, I don't know because I know that it's it's not what they wanted him to like train for. Yeah, I think that's hard. Is that like you know parental approval aspect of Sam's character?
2: Yeah, it like breaks my heart. Because, like you know he wants to be he you know what he wanted to be on the radio so badly and now he's like or DJ or whatever he was.
1: And then want to be in, in like an intense pressure Like situation And
2: And he's living his dream But he's also like Saving people while doing it yeah. And it's like In a terrible like situation Yeah But the fact that he's almost Relieved for the zombie apocalypse Cause like it made all the pressure Go away Is kind of like Heartbreaking Yeah you know? Cause you have all these Amazing parents Who are like there For their kids And like really like sacrificing themselves For humanity And you kind of have Sam who's, like, so conflicted because he, like, you know, you know, probably sees Ed and Molly. He's like, well, shit, like. Yeah,
1: because I feel like, like, he's obviously, like, sad about his parents and it's not that he, like, doesn't miss them or anything. But he's just like, but I just wanted to do radio. Then you have, like, Jack's implication.
2: I don't know if we hear any more of his backstory, but I know in season one radio mode, it's, like, implied that his relationship with his own parents was pretty crap.
1: Yeah. Which kind of breaks my heart. Yeah. Just because,
2: like, I love all the positive queer representation in ZR, and, you know, backstories like that are very real in queer characters, and, like, mm-hmm. very much, like, something that should be addressed. Yeah, definitely. And so it just, like, breaks my heart every time. I'm like, no! Love Peru yeah. for who he is! Yeah. Even if yeah. he is, like, a dirty rave child. Embrace him! <laughs> my favorite dirty rave child. Who would we elect
1: to be the best parents?
2: I want to say Maxine and Paula.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, Maxine and Paul. They would be
2: amazing parents. I'm just feeling that right now. If they can, like, get their hands off each other for five fucking seconds.
1: Well, I'm, yeah, I I mean, I was gonna say, like, that's, I mean, that's how you make a baby, but then I was like, lesbians, never mind.
2: (laughs) Um, I mean, I hate to be cynical, but there's gonna be a lot of kids to adopt when the apocalypse gets settled down. This
1: is true. So, they could take one of Jamie's kids. Oh, my God! Jamie is a parent! Yeah.
2: Yeah. He is so... Oh, yeah, okay. Jamie
1: is, like, an honorary parent, in a way. Or, like,
2: caregiver, you know? Yeah. And, like, the the role of caregivers. Because he's such, like, so reluctant taking the role. Yeah. And then, but, like, he is so amazing.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, Jamie... Jamie's a good guy. Jamie, like... <laughs> Jamie's a good guy. Oh, because I, I feel like Jamie has a lot to put up with, because Karina is, like, a horrible problem child.
2: Karina! <laughs> we should just do a whole episode about freaking Karina.
1: Legit, my least favorite character. And how about
2: the entire episode is just, like, audio clips of her doing her weird-ass screaming, yeah, and that's yeah. it.
1: There's yeah. gonna be
2: 20 minutes of her weird-ass screaming that are gonna hear, like, the Zoom credits.
1: No, yeah. She is, like, legit the worst and she is, um, like, actually the worst character. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, we hate on Garina. Oh my yeah. god, she's a kid, but I can't. But, like, but oh she's my so god, annoying. Karina. So
1: I think that, like, to put up with that and, like, to, like, actually take care of her is, like, very nice of Jamie. Um because i could not um like every time they send me after karina or like as runner five i'm always like oh no <laughs> like, i thought we got rid of you fine. last night. how have you been, how
2: have you been eaten by a lion at this point yeah. like who else would be good parents
1: would be good parents if my otp 5am had kids they would be raised at the natural history museum and that's really fun so, like, dinosaurs. amazing. So, obviously. Head cannons <laughs> accepted. Yeah.
2: I feel like Janine would be a great mother if awesome she mom. had someone good to balance her out. Yeah. I feel like her alone, or her with, like, someone with, like, would not too, as, like. It'd
1: be like. A, it might end up being, like, a Sam situation. It would be really stressful on the child, probably. Yeah. yeah. I feel
2: like she needs a really good counterbalance. Like, uh-huh. I so, you know some people think it's Simon. But yeah. I think. With I could see the potential of her being a really great mother, but she needs to have no, that she would good counterbalance. Need else. Well, she has a lot of practice raising,
1: like you know, Sam. Yeah. So there's that. I think Jody would be a good mom. <gasps> Jody would be an amazing Jody mom. Jody can knit, and all of her children would be so warm. She would be like Mrs.
2: Weasley. She yeah, would just have all Jody like the would sweaters. would
1: hundred percent be Mrs. Weasley. Um,
2: Even if she's just like a badass single mom. I see that too. Yeah. I just oh, Jody. I'm not sure if the radio boyfriends would ever have kids, but if they did, I could see that kid living in a very fun, fun household. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Definitely.
2: With, like, Jack being the fun parent and Eugene being the, I'll help you with your homework. Yeah.
1: No, Jack is the, like, don't tell your father parent.
2: <laughs> oh my god, yes.
1: Um, oh, of course you can buy
2: all those discount candy.
1: Yep. That's Jack. Um, well, Chris. Chris and his daughter. Oh my god! Yeah. Good job. Yeah. I miss Chris. He was really cool. Um, yeah. he was so smart and useful.
2: Chris!
1: Yeah, I think, well, cause that's another thing where you, like, I I thought I always thought it was nice that he hadn't really given up hope that she was, like, out there, because, yeah. and it was really interesting, because a lot of times when you watch, like, Apocalypse Things, the really logical person is like, well, logically, like, she wouldn't be alive because, like, most people are not alive anymore, but, like, but this is, like, he still has hope for that, whereas, like, if you look at Sam, who, like, if he talks about, like, his sister or someone, like, he's like, no, she's probably dead, so that's, like, a really interesting, you know, kind of thing to, thing to look at, like, family life in the apocalypse, like, whether you, like, have hope that your other person in your family is alive or not. Yeah. Also, can I vote Lem
2: as would-be best parent of the year?
1: <gasps> what a guy. What a guy. <laughs> can I
2: vote Lem best everything? I think
1: everything? he'd be the best parent because he's the best at everything. How um, come he's like all of
2: our favorite characters and he we've never met him?
1: Yeah, no, I don't because well we met him for like half a second.
2: Literal half a second. Like,
1: literally he was there for like one transmission. This isn't even day. a spoiler,
2: because if you know who Lem is, you know what his situation is. Mm-hmm.
1: Um yeah, he would have he would have been a good parent. Nadia, I don't know. I'm gonna say no. <laughs> yeah. Nadia, I say I'm still bitter though murders people, like sometimes. By accident. <laughs> totally. I, well, like by half accident. Oh wait, no <laughs> spoilers. I'm sorry. So Nadia, I'm gonna say no. N- wait, what about Archie? Like, what if she had to co-take care of the children? How would that I work? I feel out? like
2: Archie would be one of those parents. Her kids would be latchkey kids. She would come home and like accept wild and crazy parties and like. Yeah. The kids would live an independent life, but, like, a good life, you Archie know?
1: would be kind of, like, the mom in Mean Girls, where she's like, oh, do you want something to drink? Because if you're going to drink, I'd rather you do it in the house. Yeah, <laughs> Like, that's Archie. Archie oh, oh comes in. need me things snacks, condoms. <laughs> like, that is Archie.
2: <laughs> I also kind of see Archie as, like, a combo between that mom and also, like, Lindsay Lohan's
1: mom, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, with the whole, like, what do you mean you don't want to see this band with me? It's your favorite band. Let's go, let's yeah, go. yeah. So good, Archie po- Archie is Amy Poehler in Mean Girls. <gasps> awesome. Well, is that do home? we ha- have anything else on parents? I feel like we literally went through like every character that could possibly appear be a parent and we're like yeah they could be a parent <laughs> <laughs> that's because i want i think
2: deep down i just want them all to grow up to have the opportunity to be parents this
1: is true oh that's such a sad note to like it <laughs>
2: i'm sorry i've been i've been, like super existential tonight i'm yeah. like guys
1: it like means humanity <laughs> <laughs> i just really want them to have like chance to have kids you know I just want them to, like, be happy.
2: Yeah. We just make so sad. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, my God, we're like Taylor now. Okay. <laughs> and at that moment, we were Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> and that moment, we were just really sad. <laughs> just so we can end on a note that's not that, thoughts and feelings
1: on Van Ark's parenting. Well, I'm going to say bad and no. I on a limb. I on a limb. Wait, my favorite thing is, my favorite headcanon about him though is that the one that he's secretly Simon's dad. That is my favorite headcanon of all time. You need like, to understand. The, the, that is time. the greatest headcanon. They should make that canon because that's super interesting and like makes sense about everything. Because, uh-huh. no, okay, I think I talked about this in an earlier podcast and I think it was the shipping one where we <laughs> talked about the God Complex and I said that I felt like that was a kind of weird ship because I think that's... Anarchist simon's dad but oh. <laughs> i think that the um the thing with simon is that he grew up in and this is gonna be a spoiler so at least i'm saying it before now this is gonna be a spoiler um for, for what the end of season two but God. um when i feel like with simon his issue was that he grew up in like you know an environment where like his grandmother was abusive and like he just, like, he, and so I feel like he needed, and I don't think he grew up with parents because he grew up with his grandmother, so I think he needed, like, a father figure or, like, a loving, some sort of loving figure. So for, for Van Ark to come in and be, like, probably super manipulative and be like, yeah, come here, son. Like, That's um, creepy. Yeah. Oh, it's creepy. Yeah, I feel like he would be like, oh, okay, well then it's, in a way, like, worth betraying everyone because at least somebody loves me. So, now I'm sad. Yeah. Fuck, this it's didn't still, work. <laughs> no, we're still sad now.
2: So okay, fuck that's, this.
1: That's how I feel about Simon. It's very upsetting. Um,
2: <laughs> we need to cut ourselves off, or else we're gonna like start spiraling.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's a that's a sad note to end on. We tried. Wow. Well then. Well, think I'm gonna about say about babies that. in the Natural History Museum instead. Yeah, Yeah. think of Sam raising kids in the History Museum. It'll be cute.
2: I want a fan art of that. Let's make it yeah, happen. Yeah,
1: somebody draw that. If you draw <laughs> make that, us happy put again. it on the blog. Yeah. Is that like an incentive? I don't know if that's an incentive. It would show up on the Tumblr tag anyway.
2: <laughs> we need to check our tag more often. My favorite was when we were talking about like kittens around and people drew us fan art of kittens around. I was so emotional about that.
1: That happened?
2: Yes, check I the tag. tag. <laughs> <laughs> Guys Okay, so we're having a rough night, clearly. Yeah. So we're I'm just gonna cut us off. Yep. Yes and Lindley, please take it away.
0: And now an excerpt from a definitive guide on post apocalyptic parenting. And by definitive, I mean only. The following are the top five ways to keep your family safe during the zombie apocalypse. Number five, frequently play games and sports where your child has to run around. They'll be training to run from zombies in the future, but you're making it fun, so they'll never know. Number four, have fun with your kids. Make zombie killing a game to relieve some of the morbid reality from their day-to-day tasks. Number three, as submitted by Anonymous. Keep your children on leashes before they run off and either get themselves or others killed. Number two, as submitted by Darcy Dent. Learn how to make a baby carrier out of fabric or sheets and strap that child to your back. Other older preschoolers can be armed and provide cover in the same fashion. Number one, as submitted by Phil Cheeseman, probably. If your child has already been infected... Do not, under any circumstances, keep them locked in your basement and pretend it's their ghost that's groaning and making strange noises in the house when strangers come to visit and share the last of their tea with you. This has been Linley Joe with an excerpt from the Post-Apocalyptic Parenting Guide.
3: Hey listeners, so we got a message on tumblr by Eclipse, and i'm going to read it out to you hey have you had any weird coincidences while running with zr here is one that happened today season two radio mode has a bit where they want you to think of a first when they went to the song i would had just added a new album by a local band and so it was the first time they had been played on my zr radio spooky well, preset Clips, actually, I've had quite a few of these strange audio clip song coincidences where, for some reason, it just seems to fit together so well. Uh, I used to run a blog about this, um, together with Tumblr user in general. It was called Things My ZR Playlist Did, or with dashes in between. It kind of died down a while ago because we were not you know, actively working on it anymore. But, you know, listeners, you can you can all check it out. We had the Field in Hampshire special where um, people could submit the song that was played in the background when Jack and Eugene met, because, well, in canon, it is the song that plays, I think, before that clip where they first start talking about it. So people could submit which songs there are. For example, one of them is... The Cure, uh, Friday I'm In Love, which is really sweet because uh, they sing the song later in the game together. Some person submitted to us um, that at the end of Uh, segment where Zoe is very optimistic about the future. They dedicate a song to the future and to not looking back but forward. And the next thing that the Zombies Run playlist played was things we lost in the fire. Or for example, one one user submitted that uh, there was a segment and it was called And My Axe. And the next song that was played was The Axe Shall Fall. They're like Things like these. So we, we used to run this blog. So if anybody is interested, you can check it out and you can submit more more stories to it. Maybe we will do uh, an episode about, about um, these weird music sound file coincidences that seem to work so well. I hope that uh, answered your question. Check out Things My Zombies Run Playlist Did. Things My CR Playlist did. And, uh, thanks for your message. Bye.
1: Okay, guys. Next episode, our theme is going to be Season 4 predictions. So, I mean, we know that they haven't, like, told us when Season 4 is coming out. But you can, um... But I mean, we we know enough to predict, right? I'm sure you guys have some theories, so send them in. This is gonna be the most spoilery episode ever. We're super sorry
2: for those who haven't finished, but also, quite frankly, for those who haven't finished season three, send us your predictions too. Because, like, if you're like, "Hey, it'd be really cool that by season four, everyone's happy and owns an ice cream shop together," tell us. Yeah, I personally, I think that would be cool. That'd be a better season four than what's probably gonna happen. Ice cream. (laughs) 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 I think ice cream over death.
1: Any day. Um, any day. But, uh, so yeah, tell us about that. We're sorry that we're so tired right now. You guys have been complete troopers. Thank
2: you everyone so much. Mm-hmm. So quick reminders. Tell us if you have any, guys have any interest in doing a podcast detective meetup. Because, like, we totally be down for figuring yeah. that out somehow.
1: We need revenge for the last time, so.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to, like, meet people and maybe, like, do some, get some, like, sound bites for the podcast. Go for a run. Mm-hmm. Have a picnic. It'll be Enjoy super summer, fun. finally. Yeah. It's been a rough winter if you've been on the East Coast. If you cosplay,
1: <coughs> I will love you.
2: Actually. Because yeah. uh, Anna's the queen. <laughs> yeah, if you have any opinions on parents, if you have fan art of Sam raising kids in the National History
1: Museum, tag us. We'll check it. Yeah, I will promise. start checking now. Um... Also, say happy Mother's Day to your mothers unless Mother Day, Mother's Day has passed. And that would which be case, weird. give them a hug for us. Yep, just, yeah, hug them anyway. Or your general
2: parental figure. Yep. Yeah, shout out to that. Yep. Moment of silence for parents cause, and caregivers,
1: because like they're like the true troopers of the apocalypse. Yeah, totally. Taking care of Karina is not an easy task. Yeah. you runner fives, stay safe out there. Bye. Podcast Detected is a non-profit project brought to you by way too many people in a com shack. Zombies Run belongs to 6 to Start Music is Rich Groove by Jason Kessler Questions? Want to submit a story or need more information? You'll find us on Tumblr or Twitter at PodcastDetected or email us at comshack at gmail.com No runners were harmed during the making of this episode.